0: Welcome to School Scene. I'm your host, Dan Bridges, the superintendent for Naperville 203. Throughout our district's 22 schools, from pre-K to high school, we help more than 16,500 students grow, learn, and thrive. It is our goal to ensure each student receives a first-class education and graduates well-prepared for their next phase of life, whatever that may be. In this episode, we will focus on building college and career readiness for our youth. Our topic is post-secondary pathways for our students. As our young adults make the transition from high school into career and college pathways, we feel it is a shared responsibility to make sure our students are a piece of the successful economic development in the community. Our guests today are Julie Mueller, campus president from Universal Technical Institute. Martin Sauer, Vice President for Enrollment, Management, and Athletics from North Central College, and Dr. Diana Del Rosario, Assistant Provost of Student Affairs from the College of DuPage. Thank you all for joining me today. I believe that there are some common misconceptions students and parents have regarding college and career preparation. Julie, what are your thoughts? What are some of those misconceptions?
1: Sure. I think a common misconception is that the only way to get a good career and earn a good income is through getting a four-year college degree. And while that is a path for some, um, it's not the case for all. There are abundant career opportunities available for students um, that earn great incomes out there. Um, You know, and I can speak to our industries that we serve, but alone, there's um great job demand and um Labor stats will say that it's 1.2 million jobs are available by 2026 in our industries and over 3900 open annually. Great opportunities for students.
0: So this kind of mindset that we have to go to a, a four-year college as opposed to some sort of career preparation program. How about community college? Do you see the same kind of misperceptions I see the same. as well? I,
2: I think the alignment in terms of students doing the research and families doing the research and really determining what is best for that individual And if they want to start with something that is not a four-year degree, they can start with an associate, they can start with a certificate. And then after they are in the industry determining where they really want to go. So sometimes I think the research doesn't happen up front. The families are not able to go and really view or see what is available. So helping them from from an institutional standpoint is helpful, but also making sure that they hear ahead of time, Mm -hmm. Uh, research online, explore what what are the outlooks, you know, occupational outlook handbook is still a tool. Uh, Go and look at what is required for certain types of jobs before you jump in.
0: Yeah, it seems like some misconceptions families may have is that there has to be one path Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. every student, whether it be you know a large Big Ten college university or yeah. a small liberal, local liberal arts college, right? Mm-hmm. What are yeah. some misconceptions that we see at North Central?
3: Well, it's one of the beauties of the, of the post-secondary uh, education opportunities in the United States is that there's, there's an opportunity to you know, um, pursue a technical degree. There's an opportunity to pursue a, an associate's degree, potentially move that on towards a, a bachelor's degree and even, even beyond. Uh, I think what we're battling uh, a lot these days is a, is a misconception that, uh, that college is unaffordable. And uh, you know, you, there's a lot of a lot of press out there, uh, a lot of negative press about the amount of loan burden, loan debt that students are undertaking. And uh, um, you know, we're not seeing that really where, where we're at. I think a lot of that loan debt happens for students that are that are moving on towards advanced degrees beyond the beyond the bachelor's degree. But uh, you know, we always encourage students to. Uh, uh, and, and families really to explore your options. Uh, you know, make sure that uh, mm-hmm. you don't just uh, uh, eliminate a, a choice before you spend the time investigating.
0: Yeah, it seems like communication and information is so important to mm-hmm. combat some of these misconceptions yes, and misperceptions, absolutely. Right? right? What are some things that we need to do? How, how do we combat these with families to help them know that... I think about our graduates from Naperville Central mm-hmm. and Naperville North High School. Sure. As they walk across the stage for a diploma, I want every one of them to feel that they have an option to go. To UTI yeah. College of DuPage, North Central College, right into the world of work, military, whatever field that they may be, every every one of our graduates should have those options. Right. We have to battle those misconceptions mm-hmm. that there's one path we all must take. How do we do that? What are some thoughts?
1: Doing exactly what you're doing right now, convening together, getting awareness out there, keeping parents mm-hmm. um, informed and key educational influencers about all the job opportunities out there. I mean, there are some great careers out there, ones that will, you know. Pay for tuition, Mm -hmm. tuition reimbursement, sign-on bonuses. There's, you know, a lot in the skilled trades. There is just so much opportunity out there,
2: and keep educating everyone. I think shadowing is something that families sometimes don't, they do not consider as a priority, and finding a place, even working with the schools, uh, to find where students can go and spend a day or two, really getting the hands on what's happening in the field that I'm thinking about, Mm -hmm. so that when they decide. Is that what they want to do? Where do they put their application? What is the cost of tuition? Do they need a four-year degree? Do they need a certificate or an mm-hmm. associate? So I think that that opportunity for them to go and visit and spend some time while they're in high school, even uh, shadowing one person or two in the field. Yeah.
3: Right. Right. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of folks question these days whether uh, whether there's value in a uh, in a post-secondary uh, you know degree or certificate. And uh, I think as, as as folks that work in this industry, uh, we can all do a better job of, of really conveying what that value is and, uh, and and showing the the ROI, right, the return on investment that students uh, uh, will uh, will will see as a part of their uh, of their educational pursuits.
0: Oh, absolutely. If I can go back to you for a second, just. Um, for folks in our community who have not visited the College of DuPage campus, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have a misconception by some people in the in the in the county and in our community that it's a community college, it's just a two-year degree? Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you who have not been to the campus, you're messing out on something that's just unbelievable. Absolutely. How do you how do you combat that misconception? We're trying
2: to move, put more emphasis on the families coming in, getting a good flavor of what the campus offers, seeing what we what we really are, because we do have sports, we have clubs and organizations, but we make transfer easy. That's one of our strengths. We're helping connect students to four-year universities and reducing that cost of the first two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes we do three plus ones with some of our partners. Uh, So making sure that they hear everything that that is available and understand where are our students heading or graduating uh, and, and moving into in terms of employment great. so sharing great. the story and telling the right. story of our graduates is making a big difference
0: that's awesome great thank you
2: and Dan, I just yeah. want to add another misconception out there
1: is that there's no such things as male-only careers mm-hmm. um, you know encourage females um, to go into STEM careers and skilled trades I mean there's just so much opportunity right. out there so yes out there. you know nowadays you don't need physical strength to do some of the jobs that you know years ago required because of the changes in technology and there's just an abundance amount of careers for women yeah it's
0: amazing to see what technology has done in in some of those fields so when i think as superintendent about our graduates Mm -hmm. um, we're so proud of the the number of students that we place in a two or four year college uh, or right into a trade school in other places i often wonder what level of success they have after that first year when, we, when they get that placement. Okay, mm-hmm. So as we think about those students who have come to you who are successful, what is it that makes them successful? What, what do our kids need to know and be able yeah. to do in order to be successful in that transition into the post-secondary education? Well,
1: I can speak to that one. I've, um, you know, I've worked at uh, UTI for over 21 years, and a good chunk of my career was working on the front line with students. So I've seen, I've worked with students over the years and seeing them grow and change over the years. But what I will say is, one thing that helps students be successful is doing something they're passionate about. But not only doing something that they're passionate about, but having parents and influencers support. So, you know, speaking from the skilled trades, for example, sometimes that is not always what the parents wanted for their child and if they don't have that support when a student hits a hard time you know they get discouraged but when they're passionate and they have the backing um they're going to have a high likelihood of succeeding
3: great okay first year is a challenge for uh, for students i I didn't think back uh, many years ago to my first year in college and uh, uh, if I had to do it over again, I, I probably would have would have done some things a little bit differently, maybe worked a little bit harder. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think we recognize these days that uh, students come from a, a, a breadth of, of backgrounds and family situations, and, uh, and so while some will have uh, a good amount of support, others won't. Uh, I think it's uh, dependent upon the institutions to provide that that support. Uh, the first year is challenging, uh, and and we know it. Uh, we know it is. But if students feel like they have a network, uh, they have a support group, they have other people that are that are backing them, uh, then uh, then you know certainly they're they're set up for success.
2: I will add. I think that uh, to Martin's point. If they find a person or if we give them a person that is their their support person, mm-hmm. which is something that we're trying to do at College of DuPage, with, we have navigators now, mm-hmm. and giving them a plan. And I always say a person and a plan, and in high school you had an educational plan, you had a guidance counselor or someone who helped you. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build the same structure or parallel that structure because it's a good foundation. So I think that is always a way to uh, overcome challenges that first year, because it's the most difficult year, Mm -hmm. that transition Mm -hmm. year. But having a person that they trust, that they can go and do a a check-in, and then knowing what that plan of education looks like, if it is clear, we're using something called Guided Pathways, trying to make it very transparent, because if they hesitate and they know if if their classes are in order, and there's no misconception Mm -hmm. of this is not the right class, then they're, they're on the right footing to continue right. to build their, their education.
0: So part of our mission is to educate students to be self-directed learners. Mm-hmm. It sounds to me like an important trait for students who are coming to you is that idea of being self-directed. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm hearing, just to be able to advocate yes. for themselves?
2: Empower themselves on finding who they can mm-hmm. ask questions from, because yes. they're driving now. and And if their educational plan has to be tweaked or changed, I think they need to be that driver that if they're thinking all of a sudden I don't like what I'm studying and maybe mm-hmm. I need to explore something, they need to drive that conversation early. Right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do it early.
3: It's really about assuming responsibility, right? Yeah. I mean, what yeah. we what we expect from students is we know it'll be challenging, um, we know we'll support them, uh, but the responsibility really rests with with them to to seek the help when they need it, uh, to, to to work hard and do what's necessary.
0: And I think resiliency also plays a role, doesn't it? Yeah, to understand sure. that there might be some. Hurdles, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have, or some potholes in the road, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll bounce back from it. Like yes. right? the importance right. of learning some failure, maybe fail forward. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Great. As opposed to see it come to an end. Yeah, for sure. When um, you brought it up earlier, in terms of thinking about the cost of post-secondary yeah. education, mm-hmm. sure. there still has to be a, a return on investment. I yeah. would think, no matter what field mm-hmm. we go into, whether we go into the trades or right. into a two or four-year school, right. how do we help convince students to understand the importance of continuing their education mm-hmm. beyond high school? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the data still bears out uh, of what the value is of, uh, of a college degree uh, beyond uh, that of uh, for students who, who do not have a, a college degree and over the, the life of, a, uh, of an individual's, uh, you know, working, uh, working span. Uh, it's more than a million dollars. Um, so there's a wow. huge, huge payback. Um, you know, And so when I think about families that are concerned or students are concerned about taking on some loan debt or what have you, maybe they're graduating with twenty-five or $30,000 of debt and are really concerned about that, we understand that. The bigger picture um, in terms of, of ROI is, 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 is there. I
0: think that's huge. And we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on post-secondary pathways and how we can support our students.
2: talk about how with technology you can make amazing worlds come with me my team and I bring the halo world to life is that you that is me I wasn't a math genius and I knew nothing about coding but you guys do you guys have the power to change things I want your job I want you to have my job
3: In Naperville, we know that community counts. In fact, it's in our name. As Naperville Community Television, we have the privilege of showcasing what makes this award-winning city a wonderful place to raise a family, to make a living, and to enjoy life's journey. That's why it's our mission to capture on camera those special moments that connect us, those stories that impact our lives, stories you won't see anywhere else. So watch Naperville Community Television on air, online, and on social media.
0: Welcome back to School Scene. Today we are continuing our discussion about post-secondary pathways and what options parents and students should be thinking about after graduation. And before we went into our break, uh, we started to talk a little bit about return on investment. I want to hear more about really, you know, how we share with our students and families that the the importance of really of continuing that education beyond high school.
1: You know, I don't think this is widely known, but the US Department of Education puts together the College Scorecard and it gives consumers the ability to rate institutions, you know, return on investment, median salaries, graduation rates. It is a, an awesome tool to help students understand the return on investment. So I would highly recommend parents, students check that uh, that out. It's great. A great website for students.
2: And I think along the same lines, uh, there's data that many colleges have on gainful employment. Mm -hmm. So what happens to students, even though the legislation just recently changed, many schools already have on their website information about what happens to graduates in a field and what Mm -hmm. type of salaries are they making. Mm -hmm. So that's important. And I think making sure that when we're talking to our students, we say, what is your plan in terms of working smarter or harder? Mm -hmm. You're going to be working 40-plus hours regardless of having just a high school diploma or a certificate or an associate. So Mm -hmm. where do you want to go in terms of making sure that the lifestyle that you're planning for can be covered by the education Mm -hmm. that you're planning for? Doing some of that exercise and doing that analysis. uh, If they want to have a certain standard of living, they need to do the math and helping them with that.
0: We have such an important mission together to really You know, prepare kids to have this passion for lifelong learning and understanding that once you graduate high school, Mm -hmm. it's not an end, it's a beginning, right? Mm -hmm. We don't call it graduation as an ending. We Mm -hmm. call it commencement. Commencement. Think about that word. It's a beginning, right? Mm -hmm. And leaving high school and going into the post-secondary world really is about that beginning right Mm -hmm. and so for us as a school district we have students for as many as 15 years from age three early childhood Mm -hmm. up to their Mm -hmm. their graduation from 12th grade we hand them off to you Mm -hmm. uh, so we think you know post-secondary preparation is an important part of what we do but another part of what we do in partnership with you is that post college or post-trade yes. school or post any mm-hmm. school right. preparation, how do we prepare them for the workforce? So talk a little bit about what you think are the skills uh, that uh, that students need to have in order to be successful as they enter the workforce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Um, I'll speak for, you know, technical education, but, you know, one, it's important to have certifications or um, credentials <laughs> in what you do. For example, at UTI, we will, um, we partner with our manufacturers, so everything we do is to serve the industry and the student is the beneficiary. And so we'll get their curriculum, like Ford, for example, and they'll take it and put it into our modules, and it's their technical training that they train their techs out in the field. So it can take them, you know, a tech in the field 10 years to earn on average, and they can earn it right here. So that's something to really prepare them for the workforce because they're marketable the minute they step out the door. But in terms of soft skills, I would say dependability is really, really important. We do great in attendance for a reason. Um, we've had employers come in. They have two piles of resumes. They'll separate by you know, GPA and attendance, and said, I'll take the good attendance uh, students because they want to know you're reliable. You're going to be on time. You're going to show up every day. So that's something we try to grade on as well in terms of preparing them for the future.
0: Right. So what are some other knowledge and skills students need to have to be successful in the, the workforce? Yeah,
3: you know, you talked about lifelong learning. Uh, I, I think, you know, we, we like to believe that a, a four-year uh, college education uh, does just that. The data bears out that uh, uh, very few students uh, post college uh, will have one career, uh, one sort of job moving forward. Uh, they will have multiple jobs, multiple careers over their uh, over the span of their lifetime. Uh, so the ability to to, to, to be flexible, uh, to know, to learn how to learn, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, is is you know what we're we're moving all along. And then two little 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 pieces that I think uh, you know opened my eyes. Um, in, uh, in college and then beyond was I was surprised as I moved into, in, in throughout my career the amount of reading and writing that I would have to do mm-hmm. and um, I kind of took that for granted I, I think a little bit in, in high school mm-hmm. um, but uh, we really push students on, on, on writing uh, just in terms of, uh, of what that skill and, and, and you know, how necessary that will be uh, for their career.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. I think math and English are foundational uh, pieces you know we call, we call them gateway courses mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. higher mm-hmm. education but I think the other piece is the students who are having the opportunity, depending on a program, to go through a clinical rotation, if they're in healthcare or going into a technical field as part of their degree, in a community college setting, we do those embedded into programs. Yeah. But we also do the inter- interviewing skills and we do the, the career fairs for them to get exposed to what our employers looking for and building the relationship with the employers from day one, making sure that they tell our students this is what yeah. we're looking for, this is how uh, we're expecting you to, to look and, and dress and communicate um, and and putting those services as a wraparound and making sure that the students understand that all of this is available for them mm-hmm. free as part of their education and they need to capitalize yeah. on those.
0: Right. right. So those authentic work experiences yeah. and yes. life experiences yes. seem like they're so important to set our students up for success into the workforce right? Mm-hmm. As you reflect back on the time when you were about to enter the workforce, mm-hmm. what are some experiences you wish you had before entering the workforce? Me for example, I wish I had more experience working with groups of people. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know I, I, I think I collaborate very well but yes. that's come with a lot of experience in the workforce. Yes. But first getting into my first teaching job as an eighth grade teacher, um, having to team with a group of other teachers, that was new for me. Yeah. So I wish I had more of those experiences. Mm-hmm. What experiences do you wish you had before
3: you entered the workforce? I think for me I I, I regret not having studied abroad uh, mm-hmm. and having yeah. had some international program. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a it's a global world, right? It's a society we live in. Um, students at, at each of the of our institutions um, are operating in a global global society. And I think just a uh, stronger sort of understanding of uh, of of other, other cultures um, really lends itself well. Great.
1: I love what District 203 does with the job shadow program. That was never offered to me um, when I was in school, and I wish I had those opportunities mm-hmm. to get exposure to what's out there. Um, so I think, you know, right now there's just so many jobs out there, part-time jobs that are in demand that students yeah. can get practice in building their resume. You know out there and get some more experience to build your resume it's
0: yeah thank you for yes. that as i look at the experiences our high school students have right now yeah. and that uh, partners throughout the community are being able to provide for them those authentic work experiences yes. are just invaluable uh, they are and so yeah, yeah we are looking to expand those as much as we yeah.
2: can love but, uh, it love it Keep how doing about you
0: what experiences it. do you wish you had
2: i think uh one perspective that i'm seeing highlighted more that during my time in, in high school and college was not discussed was building your own business but still getting an education that can prepare you, that if you're business minded, mm-hmm. you you can prepare mm-hmm. and you can develop a business plan and mm-hmm. come out as a possible business owner. Mm-hmm. And many times we think more of the mindset of preparing people for a career, without giving them an option of saying, you can have your own small business. So mm-hmm. people sometimes find that by um, happenstance or they, they trip into, yeah. you know, this is a possibility where we can be telling them, right. you know, this can be done.
0: Yeah, this can be done. You mm-hmm. can do this. Mm-hmm. Um, now thinking about the institutions which you which you serve and which you represent, uh, as you think about your workforce development uh, and career readiness, is there something you're especially proud of at your site that you, uh, you know, would really think does a phenomenal job of preparing folks for the workforce, and if maybe not the single program, What experiences are are, are students getting with you that you think really will set them apart as they enter the workforce?
1: Sure. So, um, we not only grade on lab and classwork, but we grade on professionalism. And what that falls under is a big umbrella. So, I touched on attendance. If students Mm -hmm. are a minute late, they're docked 15 minutes and uh, and their grade goes down, um, because we that's very important. Mm -hmm. We train on professionalism, working on teams. A lot of times they're working on projects in a group and they have to mm-hmm. know how to work well with others. Um, so I think those soft skills are something we're really proud of to help prepare them, you know, in addition to just giving them the skills to be ready to work the moment, the moment they graduate. Right. So, okay. with all that soft skills.
0: Okay.
2: I will say similar to, yeah. to um, what you're experiencing mm-hmm. at an institution, we do the same, but I also find leadership training. Uh, being something that we have built upon, we are assessing the outcomes of the students Mm -hmm. who go through our leadership program and they tend to be students who get so much out of that experience and some of them respond back and saying what I Mm -hmm. learned through the Mm -hmm. leadership program has really transferred well to my employment opportunities. So this year we had a student who um, is working on her first job and she emailed saying, the, "The being in a club and organization and going through leadership training has meant a lot. Yeah. And in some ways, it's interesting how you know team building, communication, all those skills that mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. we're building them in the classroom, but unless you are trying to address an issue with other peers, mm-hmm. you don't experience. So um, it, we feel that that needs to continue, and we're building and making it bigger every year. That's great, great.
3: In North Central, we have a relatively new um, what we call Center for Social Impact." Uh, it's a uh, it's a it's a center that really allows students to um, um, sort of jump into into career opportunities, internship kinds of, of programs, and uh, especially with a with a bent towards uh, making a difference uh, in in society, making a difference in the uh, in the world. And uh, so we've made a significant investment there, and, uh, and I think our students are really starting to see the see the benefits. Yeah, I think uh,
0: our community who is is watching this, um, I think what the three of you had to say is so impactful because it's not, you must know this, you must mm-hmm. know this. You must have these experiences yeah. and be able to demonstrate these experiences in real life, right? Mm-hmm. So we often talk about these soft skills that you must have mm-hmm. to be successful in the workforce, right? Yeah. So what advice would you have for my seniors who are about ready to transition to that post-secondary? Could be the same advice for a sixth grader yeah. looking ahead, yeah. right? But what advice would you give a high school senior today uh, in order for, to help them be successful in their post-secondary world?
1: I, I would say there is a whole world of opportunity avali- uh, available to you. Investigate, discover, do your research, do something you're passionate about. There are some, you know, great career opportunities. Some that are willing to, you know, pay your mm-hmm. tuition to come work for them. So do your homework and follow and follow what
0: you love. Great,
3: take some risks. Now, you know, I, mm-hmm. I tell, we tell students that all the time uh, try something that you haven't tried before, yeah. join a club you, you mm-hmm. never thought you yeah. maybe would. Um, you know, try something. Don't some, be afraid uh, of failing. Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I so. think sometimes they are fearful if they haven't started something in ninth grade that they feel that, well, right. that time is gone. Yes. And in reality, they're starting life. Yeah. yeah so right. I agree with taking yeah. risks and thinking out of the box. Well,
0: that's amazing advice. Thank you for sharing that with our seniors. And thank you to my guests, Julie, Martin, Diana. I know our community appreciates this fruitful discussion about post-secondary pathways. Thank you for joining us today on this episode of School Scene.